I guess we'll do it that way. Episode 33. Zay gets a fanny pack. going on uncle zay hey hey there john john um long time no talk christmas i know well it hasn't been out christmas <laughs> has come and gone that's true the gifts are opened they've already been forgotten there's a zero percent chance your kids have played with either of their gifts in the last 24 hours no uh what did what did your kids get for christmas what did santa bring it is santa did a santa bring uh, the gifts for babies every year I think I got to buy stock in Lego. Of course, you can't. It's a private company, but they just rake it in at Christmas time, man. These sets are not cheap, and you got to get like 50 of them. Which island do you think the majority shareholder of Lego gave to his oldest daughter as a Christmas present this year? It was, uh, he gave her some spot in Lake Yorbegorn. <laughs> Where's Yorbegorn? I don't know, somewhere Scandinavian. Isn't that where Lego's from? Somewhere in Norway no, or Sweden? Yeah, but they're crushing it, dude. And these Lego sets are cool. They're fun. My son Luke has got like a million Lego sets, and he just he bangs those things out. He loves them. So cool, man. That's awesome. How about you? You get any good gifts? I got a little Christmas money, which I immediately spent on a couple of items from Patagonia. Oh. I got a new shirt, kind of a hemp. Like It's just a really soft, super durable Black? Um, it's dark blue. It's okay. just a really basic kind of like, not a safari shirt, but it's got like two pockets on the front. It's got like pen holder. It's just a very, very, very functional, lightweight shirt that I can wear with anything. And yeah. I got that. I got a pair of new pants. Because, dude, I'm getting into like, I'm just really like making a movie is a little bit like going on a backpacking trip. It's mm. all about prep, you know? Mm-hmm. You got to be prepared. And I'm even trying to think of things like, this is going to sound goofy, but I bought myself a fanny pack because oh, I don't no. like having, no, no, no. I'm going to wear it like, you know, I'm going to wear it more like a, like over my shoulder kind of, but like, okay. I don't like having things in my pockets. Right. Mm. But I'm on set. I'm going to need a pen. I'm going to need sure. my phone. I'm going to need my wallet, presumably because I don't just like not having my wallet. I'm going to need pieces of paper to have a place that like, I'm going to end up with shit in my pocket and it's going to distract me. Oh, tons of that. <laughs> it's going to distract me to constantly have shit in my and I'm like I don't want that distraction. I'm getting rid of right. it. I'm getting a fanny pack. You're going to put with like, all those distractions in one centrally located position <laughs> that I can forget about. You at all. You're going to be rustling through that fanny pack every no, no, no. 8 minutes. I'm I'm not saying I'm going to add a bunch of things. Anyway, same thing. I was like how often are you in the house or working on something yeah. and you just kind of need a tool right and if you're set up and you built yourself a little workstation for whatever project you're working on it's no biggie but all the time i'm like i need a knife i need a screwdriver so i'm like oh yeah that's why they invented multi-tools so i used to have this amazing leatherman multi-tool that i got uh when i was like 11 of course i the first time i had it i sliced my thumb open so bad i was like 11 years old and i just like gashed my thumb with this new thing Ooh. Anyway, I lost on a fishing trip like seven or eight years later, and I haven't had one since, but I was like, that's the kind of thing I want when I'm on set so that I'm not like, who is a screwdriver? You know, like, I'm, yeah. or whatever. I'm just like, I just want to have access to certain things, not because it's going to solve all my problems, but because I just don't need anything extra to think about. Think about that that Leatherman that you described, mm-hmm. not to get too meta- metaphysical here, but... Um, has anybody ever made a good? So I was at the beach this summer, and I had some cool sunglasses I got at a. Just to someplace. note, real quick, John, you just yeah. said some somewhat light connection between Leatherman and something else. Then you yeah. were talking. We're, we're, what was the? Oh no, beach? I just added beach. to it. Yeah, but you jumped from like. Uh, God damn it! I made it worse because. I was going to point out how you like jumped from topic to topic so topic quickly. Topic. I apologize. <laughs> but no, 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 no. I need to now apologize because I've spent a lot longer failing to dissect your edit, topic edit, jumping. Edit, edit, No, leave it in. Okay, so I uh, went to the beach and I lost some sunglasses, right? They were really cool sunglasses. How dare they went you? In the, 
They went in the ocean. My son mm-hmm. warned me, don't take him in the ocean. I was like, I'll be fine. I'm an adult. And I lost him immediately. And what I did you say to your son him. when he said, I told you so? I, I walked right up to him and I said, you were right. And he's like, you lost him? And I was like, I lost him. And he's like, oh, I told you. That was it. Dude, that's Pretty amazing. Nice kid. I, he was, I think that, he well, was, I said, I think that says a lot about you as a dad. I bet your son really appreciated that you didn't make him call you out. Yeah, I told him and I made a joke out of it. Like, I oh, love I'm it. such a dumb dumb, you know? Uh, but I also wanted to give him props because it's like he's trying it's to awesome. be responsible, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, but I thought about those sunglasses because I'm like, they're cool. Somebody's going to find them. Maybe they'll wear them. Maybe they'll have some like success with them. And I thought about your Leatherman. It's like that thing got dropped somewhere in the in a lake. You know, is it going to wash up? Some kid has mm. it, fixes it up, takes it somewhere. Has anybody made a good movie like that? Like a short film? Yeah, yeah. Anybody? No, it's a good idea though. <laughs> anybody I should... make one? I, dude, I watched. I kind of like that though. That could be really cool. I think that's kind of the story of Hugo, actually. Oh, true. That is Hugo. There you go. We nailed yep. it. That was the first. <laughs> First time we've successfully uh, identified a movie <laughs> that we've both seen. Um, we have seen it. Yeah, we can. Um, but uh, I I watched The Haunting of Hill House. We've already sort of talked about this. Oh, yeah. Dude, all I keep hearing is how good it is. And all I keep doing is not watching it. Oh, boy. You didn't watch it. Come on no, now. No, 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 no. Um, Which means you can talk about it. Clearly, you see, we've both I seen Hugo. Hugo. It's yeah, relevant we to what we're talking about. about. We're not going to talk about that shit. No, Are you kidding skip me? Skip right past So it. let's talk about Haunting of Hill House, which I have not seen, and you have. I watched the entire series last night, yesterday. Wow, that sounds, based on what I've heard, traumatic. It was a lot. I thought a couple times about turning it off. Um, it's intense, man. It's powerful. It's emotional. Shout out to a uh, friend of the show, Bryce, for the recommendation. John, do you think – I'm not going to say do you think I'd like it, but I'll tell you this. I haven't been yeah. watching much lately, okay? I haven't been watching much yeah. of anything, which is it, it uh, defies the expectations that I had for right now. Like when if you, I think I probably am on the record somewhere saying this. I thought if you had said, what are you going to be doing – running into the new year knowing that rollers is going to be produced starting on january 28th and i think i would have said oh i'm probably watching a ton of movies you know i'm probably just really getting Getting inspired yeah getting in the zone researching doing all that kind of stuff right that's not at all what's happening i have not watched anything what have you been doing mostly thinking a lot and listening to music (laughs) That sounds like what every drug addict says. I've been thinking, man. I know, but I thankfully I'm not a drug addict, but I am doing that. Uh, Dude, it's weird. Well, I'm partly listening to music because the movie is so much about music, but also every time I sit down to, okay, I've full disclosure. I've also partly not been watching stuff because the time which is not a lot, but the time that, you know, the hour, maybe 20, 20 minutes to an hour per day that I would normally maybe watch something, yeah. I'm playing Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, John, here's the thing. There Please have been times, because it's been the ho- No, I'm not joking, but here's the thing. It's been the holidays, okay? And so I have had more time than usual because I've intentionally been trying to slow down. I went so hard for like a month. I mean, you can right. kind of hear it. I was sick for like four straight episodes. I was just completely, completely at the end of my rope physically and emotionally. I was a wreck for like three days and then I kind of recovered. And I guess I'm just, every time I keep thinking like, you know, so my point was I have some more time than I usually have because I've been trying to rest. Mm-hmm. And every time I almost watch something, like I almost watch Roma because I keep hearing how amazing it is. Oh, yeah. And I've got like a nice little TV set up. Like I was like, I could get a good experience out of this. I almost watch it. I've almost watched so many other movies that I kind of had on a list for research. And every time I keep starting one, I think, you know, I just don't know like if this is what I want to do right now. You know, like yeah. I, I keep thinking I would rather spend this time thinking and listening to music 
and writing. I, I've been writing. That's what I really mean when I say thinking is like writing, like journaling. And mm. what's cool, dude, is it's it's kind of been this like really peaceful um, uh, sort of process of like centering myself and like a lot of the noise of the world has kind of been like getting a little duller and a little more quiet. And a lot of the noise in my brain has been getting a little more quiet. And I think that's why I keep not, I keep resisting the impulse to watch anything is because I keep sitting down to do it. And it feels like noise that I'm just going to fill my head with. And I don't mean that the content, I'm not making any sort of value judgment. It's like where my brain is at. It's almost like overwhelming. It's almost too much. Because I'm in this like really fun headspace where I'm kind of just like hearing the creative voice in my head talk to myself a lot. And it's really clear in a way that often isn't the case. And I'm kind of like, I want to sort of ride that wave. And so I've been resisting any sort of like content consumption. I haven't been listening to any podcasts. I haven't been listening Mm -hmm. to reading the news I've all I've been doing is like playing a little bit of video games because it's fun and reading cool books. I've been reading Dave, David Foster Wallace book and like mm. just like dealing with like really big, huge existential questions more so than trying to solve every logistical thing that comes up from like a creative standpoint. Does that make sense? Right. Sure. Yeah. So I haven't watched Haunting of Hill House. You're not going to you're not going to watch Roma. I might start watching stuff soon, but I've just been in that weird headspace. You're getting ready to, um, this is it. I'm in the, dude, Tara gets here on Tuesday. That's two days from now? Yeah, it's yeah. Sunday. Yeah, like she's like on the ground. I signed the lease for the apartment behind my house that she's going to stay in with a couple other people yesterday. I mean, like she's getting here two in Tuesday, on Tuesday. Yeah. That's nuts. <clears throat> and you have not met her. No, we've never met in person. Isn't that wild? What if um, uh, things go horribly wrong? I mean, I, I'm not suggesting that they could. No, or I've I thought just about mean that. In a hypothetical sense, like what happens? I'm just trying to abandon all concrete expectations about what I'm. I'm kind of like, I know how to deal with Tara on the phone. We've done that right. a lot. I know how to deal with her over email. I'm just going to have to get to know a new Terra and I'm just expecting that to be a process that maybe goes differently than I expect, you know, the same way I would like if I hadn't met her at all. Sure. The best way to go into meeting someone is to just be like, I'm going to just take it as it is. Right, right, right. But you're right. It could go horribly wrong. I'll probably, uh, I'll probably just fire her in that case and produce the movie and direct it and write more of it and do all of it myself <laughs> if you need an extra i know a guy in chattanooga mm, chattanooga mm. i'm prepping though dude i you know what i did the other day i hung out with um speaking of like not watching things i sure. hung out with uh the guy who's gonna play donnie a lead character one of the four or five leads um I, he hung out at my house with me for like three and a half hours we just like jammed played music listened to music talked how old is he uh, probably like 31 to 33, somewhere in that range. Kind of our age. He's a musician? Yeah, he plays he plays guitar. And how long did you guys spend together yesterday? And it wasn't yesterday. It was like three days ago, two, three days ago. Uh, I don't know, three and a half hours. Long time. Just chilling. And it was good. Oh, so good. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing like when I was hanging out with Johnny. We just, we're just getting to know each other. You know, I think making a movie, I'm, I'm curious if this hypothesis will sort of hold. I'm starting to think that maybe making a movie is a little bit like forming a band and making making the movie is a little bit like developing a movie, producing a movie is kind of like forming a band and like making the movie is like when you're on tour. It's sort of the culmination of all of it, but it isn't mm. when the work starts. And in the same way, like you have to have yeah, you can just kind of learn the music and go and play it, but like a real band, there's camaraderie and um there's there's an unspoken comfort between the band members so that they don't 
they can do new things. They can play the song differently than they ever did it in rehearsal, but it kind of works because they're just tight. You know, like there's an, imp- I've been listening to so much jazz lately, for example, mm. dude, that's part of what I've been doing. Oh my gosh. Just getting my freaking mind exploded by great jazz. Cause these Give us dudes, two names or two albums real quick. Uh, I've been listening, just like bouncing all over Thelonious Monk. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And, um, I've been listening to a lot of John Coltrane. Oh, and yeah. I've been listening to a lot of Bill Evans. You ever listen Bill to that Evans, guy? Bill Evans. That's what that's Holy what we've been listening to all Christmas. Shit. Bill Evans is unbelievable. Bill Evans is great. I I listened to this one album. I think it's Bill Evans with himself or something like that. Uh-huh, and it's just yeah. him solo. I mean, it's kind of hard to wrap my head around the fact that there aren't seven people at the piano. Yeah, he's really good. I mean, he's like soloing with chords constantly, and it's just like none of it makes any sense. He's a heroin addict? Or was? God, that's so sad. Anyway, great, great pianist. And uh, yeah, Bill Evans, we've been listening to a lot of that. That's awesome. So Uh, we're in the same zone, baby. Yeah, yeah. Jazz it up. <laughs> Jazz it up. Oh, man. I'm going to have a terrible time editing this. Early George Benson on down the Hampton Hall. Steve Cool George Cables on the Fender Road. Cedar Walton, Herbie Hancock dropped a heavy low. Gene Harris and the three sounds for soul jazz listeners. So you've been listening to a lot of jazz. You got the names Bill Evans, love Bill Evans. How about doodling? Do you ever doodle? Ooh. No, but I want to. You should. I mean, oh, John, that you just like gave me a gift. I don't know why I hadn't thought of that, dude. That's what I need. I need to doodle. You got to doodle. I might just doodle things that don't. I'm not gonna go for realism, you know. Like I want to sure. just doodle what's in my head. Yeah, yeah. The same way when I started journaling, you know, what really unlocked writing for me is when I just started writing. And you just there's something about the physical process. You can't go back and edit. Um, it takes longer than it should, but it gives your time, your brain time to, to mull things over. And, and I feel like doodling would be the same. Gosh, John, I'm pumped. I'm going to doodle today. Doodle, uh, doodle through the cast. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, this is so dude. Oh man. Just watch what a kid does. You know, my kids, they love to doodle. They love to put stuff together. Um, it really gets their brains going. You know what I'm saying? Gosh, that's exciting. John, thanks. Seriously. You're welcome. I'm glad you mentioned that. You're welcome. Uh, were you asking for any particular purpose other than no, to I just, just I've seen, I see people change do my that. day? Yeah. I mean, I see people do that. It seems like a fun kind of thing to do. I, I do little drawings with my kids mm. every once in a while. It's fun, dude. You know, I was thinking about this, John, the other day. I think it would be cool. I would like to get in the habit of this. Not in purely sort of just this like silly, oh, the kid made some art and put it up on the wall. I would like to actually start building an art collection yeah and not in the sense that i want to start acquiring expensive art sure but i already have kelly and i already have what i would consider a small but but uh interesting collection that probably could use a little calling Mm. for some of the stuff that needs to be removed because it's not as good as some of the other stuff but we have like a lot of prints and -hmm. just little original things that we'll pick up at like little fairs yeah. Kind of not like folk art necessarily, just like really, really cool work that students have done or friends of ours have done or prints of famous works or not famous works, but prints of more, you know, of, of original, but like hand printed. Like we have a lot of like lithograph, like original prints of like, you know, more expensive paintings and um, where it's like numbered, you know, it's like done by the artist and it's like a piece of the process in a way. Anyway. I also, I have like a Polaroid camera, for instance, that I've been taking pictures with, and I'm really excited about making art out of those. Not just taking pictures, but actually composing photographic Mm. art projects. That's cool. Does that make sense? Yeah, man. And I'm excited, but my point is, I was thinking about with your kids, what would be really cool, because you guys probably already do this, is to... Hmm allow the doodling to be free, free flowing to like do the thing. Don't make, don't make work out of this, but like it would be cool to like do studies almost be like, let's work on like, like let's see what trends are developing. And then when you're like, Oh man, the kids love drawing robots. Mm. You're kind of like, let's do like a robot project. And the goal is to make something that we could put up and we could like frame it legit 
and like do something that you're really, really, really proud of. Like something that's beautiful, not for its realism or not for its sort of like whatever, but just something that like you guys could create. Maybe it's abstract, maybe it's not, maybe it's a collage, maybe it's a mix, but like sort of just follow the flow of like where you guys go and like actually make something exciting. Think how cool of a piece of art that would be for your home, you know? Oh yeah. Not like a craft. Crap like, we got all kinds but, of crap like that in here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying though? I think that I I, I want to <laughs> no, start totally. doing that stuff. You gotta have a kid, dude. I know. We'll have Just a kid have a one kid day. for Pete's sake. Go pick one up. You can get one at the adoption place for like fifty bucks. <laughs> Two weeks later, shots? boom, you got a little like Tyrone or a little Greg in your house. No problem, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want to have Janet a Tyrone and, and a Greg. Oh, I love these <laughs> Greg kids. And Tyrone. Let's fill this house up, baby. Um, that is hilarious. Uh, but dude, yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, Rollers is just chugging along. Sounds like yeah. your life is chugging along. We're chugging, baby. Um, did, so uh, John, the, did so you get anything exciting for Christmas? Uh, you know. <laughs> Not for Christmas, but for my B day, which is oh, two days after the Christ John, child. I forgot. Yeah, two days oh. after Jesus. No, no, it's totally all right. You know, my no, my, but I uh, didn't even text. I didn't email. I didn't. I blocked you from my phone long ago, so I oh. wouldn't have known if you texted me. Good. Okay. Jk, Phew. that's a little that's a little vaudeville humor, folks. Uh, but my bride gave me <laughs> what uh, is a, particular? What is vaudevillian about that? I don't know. It, just, it seemed like sort of a cat sort of skills like, slapdash. Like, yeah. Have you been yeah. watching Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? No. Should oh. I? I don't know. They just go to the cat skills. Apparently, dude. I haven't even been watching that. That's how you know I'm really oh. not watching anything. You I were raving about it when I saw you in L.A. Yeah, dude. I know. Which was not long ago. And then I just kind of went into this like low information diet mode, and sure. I'm just like can't even handle it. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, cat skills joke. Um, vaudeville humor. Vaudeville humor, but where were we going? Oh, gift. Yeah, so my bride gave me a massage. My neck has been kind of bothering Ooh. me, you know? I'm getting older. I'm getting creaky. So she took, she gave me a massage. You know, she paid for a massage at a place. That's a great gift. It was excellent, especially because, I, you know, I was in pain, dude. So she took me mm. out for, like, an early lunch with my kids and dropped me off at the massage place. I And it was a surprise. I wish... She had told me to shower before I went <laughs> because I am not a regular showerer. <laughs> Dude, I'm the same way. I stink half the time. But I do now not. that I work at home, I'm just like, I fucking stink half the time. <laughs> I don't have bad body odor, but like, yeah, dude, my feet, like after a couple of days, totally. it's, not, it's not terrible, but it's not pleasant. I know what you mean. Uh, but dude, so I went in there and I don't know any of this like i've had a, a few massages but only when i went to asia like years ago you know i've never had a massage in america so this woman who is like you know four to 28 times stronger than i am leads me into this room and she's 20, like have you ever i think it's 27 she was so strong and just tattoos all over her arms like and Whoa. she meant business she was given off a vibe that's like don't try anything <laughs> you know and i'm like all right whatever dude i'm not trying anything so we go in the room and she says have you had a massage before and i have but not in america and that's what i said to her i was like yeah but not in america and she looked at me and i was like man that sounds so creepy i don't know why it just sounds like something a creepy dude would say mm. so now i'm getting all self-conscious and she's like well take your clothes off i'm gonna leave then take your clothes off leave your underwear on get under the thing all right, cool, cool. So I do it. I get in. I get in there, and she comes back in and gives me the most aggressive, like painful uh, massage. Because she was unquote, crushing massage. on you, dude. No, she was trying to make <laughs> me pay for the sins of all mankind. Like <laughs> she's gonna listen to this podcast, and be like, "Oh, it was a Tuesday, bro." No, she was. I, I swear she's to you, like, dude, what she are you talking off, about? She was giving off vibes that she she just like she was not having it, dude. That I was a dude, and she was gonna make my back pay for like every door mm. that has not been opened for a woman, or every guy that got a raise when he should. Okay, have but for real, John, that in and of itself, I gotta be honest, sounds a little sexist. Uh, 
Oh yeah. Oh, me, my portrayal of it. Sorry, I thought you were gonna say sexy, and I was gonna say, no, Ooh, no, I no, think no, no. that sounds sexist." <laughs> What's wrong with being sexy? <laughs> you sexist. From, from Spinal Tap, it's so good. She's um, like, "You can't call your album Smell the Glove." <laughs> He's like, "It's sexy. What's wrong with being?" Se-? She's like, "It's sexist. What's wrong with being sexy?" Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Exactly. Well, I'm yeah, like, oh, I mean, you didn't get the joke. Every single person listening, <laughs> let me explain it to you. <laughs> I I realize that the way I frame that is sexist, and I, it's intentional. It was a joke. She was actually no. I really, get it. I get it. You're just a really, really good nice. joke teller, so I wasn't a hundred percent sure that everyone would get that. That's okay, what I was talking it. about when I said let me explain the joke to you. It was not well, when the, I explained the Spinal Tap joke. That was yeah, a meta the, joke within a joke. The sexist thing, yeah, it's a joke, but it also was kind of true. I mean, she was of a type, and she was. Like, very firm, but very nice to me. And uh, she did go to Absolute Town on my back and popped a bunch of kinks and stuff out. She did a great job. Kudos to Jasmine. Excellent work, Jasmine. Let's send her a t-shirt. My hand, I've been having, like, numbness in my hand. That's how old I'm getting, Uncle Zay. I'm just falling apart over here. I, um, you need to be a massage therapist. Uh, You know what happened, John? Hmm. I just said, let me send her a t-shirt. And then I just thought about the one person, I won't name them, who emailed recently because they paid for me oh, to send them a t-shirt. No. And then I never did like three months ago. Oh, no. Shout out to you, t-shirtless me? man. Unnamed. I don't have a t-shirt. You know, I asked you in LA. You told me to, quote, get bent. Nuh-uh. <laughs> no, I said- also have not given you a t-shirt. But you told me you'd give me a box. You didn't tell me to get Ben. Wait, 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 wait. But you still didn't get one. I didn't get any. Oh, my gosh. They look great. I saw Sir Grant. And now now I'm about to send one to this massage therapist. Oh, boy. Uh, And she's going to get one, and then you're going to go get a massage. You're going to be like, where did you get that T-shirt? I don't even have one, and I have hosted 33 episodes of the show. I I forgot to mention this, but she did at one point. This is so embarrassing. I, maybe this was in my head, but she like went to give me a foot massage, dude. Mm. And I could have sworn that when she pulled the sheet up, she went, whew. <laughs> no. I think, dude, because my dogs John, were, let's be for real. My dogs were barking a little John, bit. John. I hadn't taken think a shower about, for like John, two days. It's Christmas. Think about, okay, I know, I know. But John, think about, she gives massages probably three or four a day, right? Right, right, right. This is okay. stinky, old, nasty people. Dude. Think about how many people have stinkier feet than you do. Oh, the chances that you're the stinkiest are zero. Don't flatter I just think yourself, dude. That's true. But I think more people, you know, this wasn't like a trailer park <laughs> massage parlor. It was no, like, that's true. It wasn't fancy, fancy, but it was nice enough that most It was like the one where I saw the, Stephen Baldwin. It, people would have the decency to shower beforehand. You know, it's Yeah, that you're kind right. Of that is a kind of a common courtesy. So. The... Um, <laughs> Dude, I uh I the the one time I've gotten a pedicure, which Oh no. Absolutely. No, no, no. This ends well. This is a okay. happy Oh ending. wow. For once a story ends well. Yeah, she was like, "Man, your feet are so nice." She really? commented on them several times. Yeah, wow. she was like, "They've got a nice shape, but also they're just like are soft and they're nice." And I was like, "That is so kind of you. Thank you." Whoa. She she, she works for tips though, dude. She works for tips. No, dude. Trust me. I could you tell think she, she liked your genuine. digits. I do have nice feet. I've they've been commented on at other times as well. Wow. Usually by like the I'm guy in West Hollywood like... who's like trying to get yeah. me to let him take headshots. Exactly. And he's going to do it for free. Nice feet, bro. <laughs> nice feet, bro. Do you think that pickup line has worked? It is 100% worked. Uh yeah, oh, yeah nice feet, bro. It's worked. Oh, Why do you think women think... wear nice shoes? Yeah, true. But I mean, does that work on a dude? Like, you know, know, if you're in West Hollywood and a guy comes up to you and says, There's nice people f- with feet fetish. Is yeah. That's okay. not a weird thing. I mean, it's weird meaning it's very common. True. So, okay. John, I had another. Oh, John, 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 Yo. John, 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 John. Yesterday, mm-hmm. I went. I had a great, another great cultural experience. I went to get dim sum brunch, which is a big thing. Dim sum. You know dim sum? It's like they just bring food everywhere. I always say. Uh, <laughs> dim sum, lose some. No, never mind. <laughs> you dim Terrible. some, you lose some. <laughs> oh my god! 
joke. That joke was on the fly. Come on, give me a oh, break here. Oh, if you cut that out, I'm going to be furious. You dim some, you lose some. I love that. So right, sir, in this case, going. we did win. We did dim some. Oh, we dim summed. Okay. Um, and uh, dude, amazing place. There's oh, there's so many things to talk about. So uh, first of all, I've mentioned this before, but so many. I mean, there's a massive, massive, massive concentration of of Asian folks in our mm. city. Um, is that the proper? Area. Is that the proper like current time nomenclature for people? I believe so. That's all my Asian friends say Asian all the time. Okay, I just wanted to make sure you never know. Yeah, because there are more similarities. There is a. I don't know. I mean, like there are more similarities between Asian people than there are. Like I should say, not people. There are more similarities between various Asian cultures mm. than there are between like American and Asian culture. And the sure. same is true of like Latino Mexicans are very different than El Salvadorians, but at the end of the day, they have more in common. Right. Like there's North a still Americans. the generalness to it. And so like my, yeah. So the reason I'm saying Asian is partly because I hear it referred to that way, but also because like San Gabriel, which is or Monterey park, which is where we were is heavily Chinese. Yeah, but there's a lot of other people from lots of other places, and so generally, it's it's kind of like and and anyway, I hear it. I, I don't know all the reasons, but all I've of definitely this confusion. heard Asian many times from Asian folks. Whenever I meet somebody, I just say like, "Tell me where you're from. Tell me what your name is." Yeah, that's tell me I how I should address you. I love it. And can I take you to get shrimp cocktail? And also. Tell me about your feet. They're gorgeous. <laughs> Let me see those toes, baby. Uh, anyway, so do we go to this? Uh, my friend, um, his family's from Taiwan. They okay. immigrated here. And uh, we went to get dim sum. And man, it was so fun. I've done it before. But there's this thing about all the Asian restaurants, especially the Chinese ones that I've been to, mm. where because um, I've been to a couple Japanese restaurants that are a little different. But all the, all the like fancier Chinese places – and I was just talking to this with your brother-in-law and your mother-in-law, who both spent a lot of time in Indonesia, which has a lot of Chinese influence. Oh, yeah. And they confirmed this. There's this thing that your brother-in-law, John, called faux regal. And I thought it was an amazing new term, or maybe mm. he didn't make it up. But it's every all these restaurants. There's white tablecloths. There's, like, really nice chandeliers everywhere. Everything is brand new, right? Yeah. And everything's really nice. But then there's like really ugly fluorescent lights. <laughs> and it's mm. super loud. And you, it's super packed in. And it feels like all the restaurants. You ever go to like a conference center or like a, a banquet yeah. hall at like a new hotel? The they Marriott all feel like by that. the airport. Yeah, exactly. It's, they feel like the restaurant got plopped into a Marriott ballroom by the airport. Mm -hmm. And it's hilarious because it's, it's nice. It would take a lot of work to upkeep. There's carpet, which I'm like, why would you ever want carpet in a restaurant? Ooh. But there's white tablecloths, all these things. Anyway, but then there's also like live giant crabs and flounder floating around. It's, it's such a bizarre dude. I'm falling in love with Asian, like American Asian weirdness out here dude it's so unlike anything they yeah. have different movies playing dude i'm literally i feel like i live in a different country i'm not gonna say it's china but i don't feel like i live in america because most of the signs around this this part of town a, a very large i mean hundreds of thousands of people live over here i'm not talking about like some little miniature suburb like yeah. there's a downtown most of the like signs are in you know chinese like okay anyway i'm getting aside well dude we're you getting know, in dim sum there's the Chinatown bus, and if you, mm. you get off, uh, you know, you, you get you get off of these side streets, and it's like normal Manhattan, normal Manhattan, and then all of a sudden it's like squid and octopus being mm -hmm. sold, you know, totally. next, like right on the street. Nobody speaking a word of English. You know, everybody dressed in like traditional Chinese garb. It's very unusual and very cool. Yeah, that is true. But see, what's weird about this is this is like – less even assuming it's more like corporate Chinese. You know what I mean? Mm, like it's okay. it's more of like a middle class, upper middle class suburban Chinese that from what I can tell is a lot like what a lot of China is because a lot of China is migrating in the middle class. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, yeah. It's just bizarre. It does that's what's almost what's weird about it is none of it feels um 
any more it, it doesn't feel like open air markety. It feels like totally parallel development. Like we culturally like our restaurant experience desires diverged a long time ago and now they're like c coming back together in this very and they've spent like millennia being different and now they're like converging again and it's like oh wait these are there's some weird overlap here it's really cool you know mm, yeah anyway dim sum is fun because there's all these people pushing carts full i mean just stacked full of dumplings you know most mm. of dim sum is like dumplings and all these other sure things. yeah steamed and, usually oh, right? oh so good but they had some baked goods and like Ooh. dude they have everything oh man john i wish we had oh it's so good and um but it's what's hilarious, dude, is I think they figured out. So there's this big lazy Susan sitting in the middle of the table. And I think they basically figured out that like, so what they do is they give you food and then you have this big card for your whole table and they stamp based on what they gave uh, you. Yeah. And so they count all the stamps at the end. Sure. And, um, but I think they basically figured out that if they just put food on the table, you, you'll just pay for it. You know what I mean? So uh, they, like at a certain point, we were basically like they'll come over and start putting food down. And my friend who speaks Cantonese was like, no, 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 no. Like I'm obviously not going to try Cantonese. But she was like, no, no, no. We don't want that. We don't want to take that away. <laughs> it was hilarious. Right. Like it was kind of like at a certain point, it was, I felt like we were like swatting food away because there's not in a terrible way just because like there's this feeling of like unlimited they want you to feel like it's feasting you know what i mean like you feel like you're feasting and it's kind of an amazing experience but then at a certain point you're like okay like i don't like no i don't want any more of that you know what i mean mm. uh it's a i i see, you can see that i'm even having trouble explaining it all because it's so different than i think what people have experienced in america it's just everything about it is different it's it's its own thing in it which makes sense but also you're like no nah, it's a restaurant how different could a restaurant be it's like somehow it's utterly different right right it's not a chinese restaurant where you order the same way you order food in america at a chinese restaurant it's a chinese restaurant everything about it is chinese isn't I it just, weird um ran into some kids that are college students that are from Malaysia and mm. they were talking about the food and how there's just amazing cheap food. He said, nobody, these college students were telling me that nobody in Malaysia eats at home because there's so much cheap, good food on the streets and in restaurants everywhere. <clears throat> and he said, American food is like very, uh, luxe, you know, it's like a luxury item and they'll buy anything like Western. And I was like, so you're saying if I go over there and I start like Lil Johnny's Burger Shop, I'm, I'm going to get, I'm going to do like great business. And he was like, without mm. a doubt, without a mm. doubt. I believe it, dude. We went to Indonesia and people treated us like celebrities, you know, because mm. we're Western. It was crazy. <clears throat> John. Yo. Let's move to Indonesia, bro. I, I thought about it when I was there, but. I actually, man, I want to explore Asia so bad, though. I mean, it's crazy. It's awesome. Just my mind, again, is getting so blown by just walking down a, a set of stairs. Oh, dude, by the way, the whole faux regal thing, part of what's funny about this whole thing. You know, this place, it's like above a 24-hour fitness. You know what I mean? It's right, not like, right. <laughs> it's like, what? what? And like half these places are in like strip malls. But anyway, dude, the experience of being 10 minutes from your home. Mm -hmm. And being in a place where literally you cannot communicate directly with anyone That's there because insane. and then you walk down and there are posters for movies that you have never heard of. There's one called Fat Buddies. Fat and it's buddies. literally this Chinese blockbuster about these two fat spies who no. are buddies. No, I'm, I'm going to say, uh, dude, I took a picture or video of it. It's insane looking. We'll post a link to it. But I'm like. Dude, that is playing at the cinema 10 minutes from my house. I didn't even know movies like that played in America. Who and they really don't, films? except I mean, for in Monterey Park. China. They're Chinese yeah. movies. I remember going to... We had a they're not in English, dude. They're in Chinese. I right. don't even know if I, they would have subtitles. I went to... Uh, we, we had a girl that <clears throat> lived with us off and on uh, when I was a kid named Pawana. She was from Nepal. Hmm. And she would take, um, she and I would go to these like, you know, like Indian um, markets. Mm. 
and she would get like spices and rice and stuff. And they always had the absolute wackiest Bollywood movies. I mean, just mm. utter chaos, like 400 people dancing and like a lion and a t- like a woman turns oh, into a dude, dragon there's this and stuff. Indian crazy restaurant stuff. I go to that's kind of like that. Oh, they always have good stuff planned. It's amazing. Yeah, it's nuts. But it's like a gigantic industry. I mean, Bollywood is is huge, right? Yeah, and the Chinese box office is absolutely ginormous. It would have to be. Yeah. I mean, dude, but, think about this. If if a Chinese movie star was the e- equal of an American movie star over there, but even like half of the rock, you know what I mean? In terms of prominence, that automatically means that he's going to have like, he or she would have X, like three times as yeah. many, seven times. I don't know. Like many it's astonishing more, yeah. how many more people there are to do anything, to appreciate right. music, to consume art, to buy pencils. It's, I mean, we've talked about that before, but it's really, it's insane. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I love living here though, dude. I, I really, I really wish that more. It reminds me a little bit of probably what it used to be like to travel the country, because you would go to the south uh, and you're like, whoa, I can't even get barbecue at home. You know, it's right, not like right. the barbecue isn't as good. It's like I didn't even know that was a thing. Right. <laughs> and I go here and I'm like, I didn't even know that was a thing. You know. To be fair though, everybody listening who's had like dim sum in New York or. Atlanta even is like, what are you talking about? Do you get that anywhere? Right. Right. But see, what's different is it's not a, it's not an experience catered to, and this is increasingly true because there are just more Chinese people here, but like, sure. it's not an experience catered towards Americans. They're okay, kind of so like, you, I got you. So you're saying you this can come here if you want. We don't give a shit though. This is a restaurant that serves people and most of them are Chinese I and we you. don't really speak English. So you can figure out how to order if you want. So that is different than, like, the Grand Rapids uh, dim sum parlor. I would think so. Yeah, okay, I got you. Um, so you got Tara coming. We got to get some oh, yeah. final rollers, rollers Ooh, updates. We've boy. got Tara coming. You've yeah, got, maybe we should <clears> – well, sorry. We've got um, the DP situation. Did you get that figured out? Maybe you have oh. to edit this out. No, I can um, – I can – I can say this. That, wow, gosh, I'm glad you brought this up. Man, things move so fast. This is, again, why I'm so glad we're doing this show because all of this is just going to be such a blur. I feel like even in a few months, it's going to be a blur. Um, Yeah, so uh, bad news that you already know, but everyone else doesn't. Um, our DP, Greta, basically the short version is, um, you know, we knew that there was a possibility of a scheduling conflict that I mean the, the the basic the easiest way to put it is we were aware of a possibility but sort of hoping for the best and we ended up in a situation where um Greta had a different awesome opportunity that we again were sort of aware of but like I was kind of like let's keep pushing forward and um and yeah we we got to a point where those two things were more directly conflicting and we decided that it made more sense to go in a different direction so I am finding a new DP, which is kind of crazy. But the good news is, is I'm actually already having a very, very productive conversation with somebody that Tara has worked with. Um, mm. So there was a moment where things kind of shifted a little bit, and I was like, oh, gosh, this is really terrifying. But uh, but we're actually in really great shape, and maybe I can uh, announce who that person is next week. But there's something about this other guy's stuff that I'm just like, yeah, it's just kind of... Um, just kind of sick. And he just seems like a really chill dude. Um, mm-hmm. Works ultra fast. His buddy is going to gaff it, and he has a truck. They're going to drive out here from Atlanta. Um, what? They're going to drive yeah. out there t- from Atlanta? I mean, that was at some point what was being discussed. It may not happen, but, like, yeah. Anyway, so we got the DP situation uh, potentially resolved. Lots of other stuff going on. Cast is coming together great, as I mentioned. Sure. Out of the like total number of people needed, say it's 100, how many of those 100 spots do you have filled? Ooh, maybe, well, I think there's probably more like, not that, I mean, that's actually a good guess in certain senses, but in terms of like spots that need to be filled soon, mm. I'd say we're at like 95%. Yeah, okay. Well, that's a good number. There are very, very few major roles that need filling. Now we're getting to the point where 
we're going to start filling in smaller roles and some of those are already filled some are not mm-hmm. um lots going on so so on track yeah no it's very much on track we've got lots of fun stuff coming up we're going to yosemite in about two and a half weeks really um yeah, uh, we're going to just do like, I, I think I mentioned at one point the possibility of it happening, but now it's official. Yeah, I booked a cabin and everyone who's available, which is hopefully most people, we're just going to carpool up to Yosemite and hang out for three days and just sort of work a little bit, have fun with each other, just hang out, enjoy nature. Um, it's getting me pretty jacked, to be honest. Yo, just a side note to our listeners here from mm. from me, I would like... <clears throat> maybe to start a pool, uh, a couple bucks maybe to see, like, does Uncle Zay's journey to Yosemite end with him starting a cult in the desert? Oh. Question mark. Does it end with some, like, botched home invasions <laughs> and a couple bodies in the desert? Oh. I'm foreseeing a potential, like, um, if this were a Netflix choose your own adventure mm. show, I'm seeing like, does Uncle Zay start preaching about end times while at Yosemite? Ah, John, I like where your head's at. Yeah, we <laughs> should uh, we should take bets. If you have an opinion one way or the other, hit does us Uncle up. Zay make it out of Yosemite alive? Oh, uh, I do have one announcement for all you listeners out there. Uh, at Rollers Movie is the handle for most things, but um, for Instagram specifically, I am going to start posting some like behind the scenes stuff. Oh, word! And I think that could be really fun. Also, I don't remember if I announced this. Gosh, there's so many updates. There's a guy, a good buddy, buddy of mine, Aaron Grimes, who wants to help out with the movie, and we realized that like by far the most sort of helpful, effective thing he could do right now that he's excited about doing is documenting the movie behind the scenes. And so he is going to basically just start hanging out for the next month and a half when he has time, which is going to be hopefully, you know, he's a freelance video guy. So like he's got, you know, certain days where he's not doing stuff like he's just kind of going to be around for a while and like shoot video. And I'm really, really pumped because similar to the podcast, but just like in a very different way, he can kind of just capture certain things and, um, and, and, you know, maybe we'll make something fun out of it. So well, he's coming to Yosemite too. Is he really? Yeah. So you'll get a little window eventually into, uh, into what it's really like to go to Yosemite and join Zay's cult. Yeah. See, this will be the behind the scenes footage that appears. It's like wild, wild country. Did you watch wild, wild country? No, of course. Good. Then we can talk about it. Yeah. Dude. Cannot recommend it highly enough. It's the weirdest doc about probably the weirdest cult. And it's partly weird because all of it, it's, it's, ah, man, the Bhagwan is like this guy, he's like this Indian guru leader, but he's not like forsake stuff. He's very materialistic and very unshameful, shameless about that. Yeah. And, but dude, they're all, it's kind of this hedonistic. Some would call it a cult. Some would call it a religion. Some would call it a movement. It doesn't really matter. Some would call it it's a still good time. happening. <laughs> Some would call it a Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. Um, the anyway, oh, it's so wild because they get into this big. It's all up in Oregon. They get into this big confrontation of sorts, basically, with like the local landowners, and it's all very recent. It's freaking nuts. Highly recommend it. Wild Wild Country. Go check it out. It's maybe eight part Netflix doc series. I'll do it. I'll watch it. I love it's that super kind good. of stuff. You anyway, know, I, it um, just occurs to me that like if you're going to be a cult leader, the amount which I am, the amount of bullcrap that you got to project constantly, like that you've got everything figured out and like you're some wise guy day in, day out for years. That just sounds so exhausting. Like you can't take dumps in front of these people. You can't and I guess it depends how you set up the cult, but you have to appear more than what you are all the time. And that sounds so exhausting. Like Jim Jones was just some dipshit, but he had to pretend like he wasn't some dipshit all the time. Right. No, it sounds terrible. I don't care if you're successful. The whole thing sounds awful. Yeah. Which is why I'm going to give it a shot and see if I can do it better. <laughs> you're going to prove the beat, model. Beat them at their own game. <laughs> if you um, can't join them, beat them. Love it. I love it. I'm a scientific man, John. I need evidence for things. I'm a very empirical. I don't trust their experience. I want to have my you own experience, my own yourself. version of all of it. Um, 
I'm trying to think what else is happening, John. Gosh, there's so many. Just, I mean, I, I will say this, John. This is yeah. an important update. Yeah. I am feeling, I can say beyond any doubt right now, there is no questioning of myself when I say this. And okay. you heard how much I was questioning myself before. What's that? I said, okay, I'm okay. preparing the drum roll for the announcement. I am feeling better about my whole life. Really? Than I have ever felt before, period. Why, why do you think that is? Oh, man, uh, so many things. I am just, I'm like overflowing with like, it's not energy, but I'm just, I feel full. You know, I feel like I'm hitting in my, I feel like I'm in a zone um, professionally a little bit. I feel centered. I feel um, content and yet ambitious simultaneously. And I've always stressed over that a lot but i i am very much right now in this way that i have a hard time explaining as you can see i am so professionally speaking at least i'm so jacked about what could happen i'm so pumped about how good i think rollers has the potential to be and yet and i and i want to do that i want to like steward that and i'm so pumped about it i'm pumped about doing all of it and I'm also kind of weirdly chill about it too. And I'm not worrying about the alternative. Like I'm not feeling, oh my gosh, this could be really great. I hope I don't screw it up. For the first time in my life, I'm feeling like I'm having fun putting in the work. And I think the work is going to pay off. But if it doesn't pay off in exactly the way that I expect it to, I kind of am not sweating that right now. And that is just sort of the professional component. I'm also like, I freaking love where I live. I love my neighborhood. I was, you just heard me raving and ranting about Monterey Park and Alhambra and all these mm. Chinese restaurants. That's like a shred of it, dude. Did I mention that it's gorgeous outside? It's like 55 degrees and dry. It's like the best fall day ever. Don't forget except, they got a new Rite Aid at the Alhambra Shopping Center. Yeah, except that too. <laughs> I love where I live. No, it is quite magical. I don't know, man. I'm just like in, and I'm so thankful that I'm feeling that kind of zened out about everything going into this movie because I feel like that is the clarity that I'm going to need to sort of birth this vision a little bit, you know, like to not be in my own way. Like everyone who's listened this far knows how much I like to talk shit to myself but I'm kind of like that voice is getting really quiet right now and I'm not getting cocky. I'm just kind of like, you know what? I'm not in control. I feel like I'm surfing. I feel like I'm on the face of this wave and I don't need to control it. I just need to know how to ride it. And I know that's very goofy and Zen and silly, but there's this weird piece that I have where I'm like, I'm going to stop fighting the wave. I'm going to stop trying to surf it upside down or, go into it or whatever. And I'm just going to like, I've been, I, I feel like I'm finally like learning how to balance a little bit and I'm learning how to control the board. And I'm kind of like, Oh shit. Like I can use this energy to drive me forward mm. and I don't have to always fight. And, and, and there's a very like surfing looks really chaotic from the beach. But then when you're like, actually, and I've had a couple glimpses of this, but like when you're actually in it, it's not like as loud and as when, you know, it's, it, there's a certain piece about it, you know, and I'm feeling that way. I don't know. I, I, I'm just gushing now, but I'm like, I feel like it's an important milestone because I've had so many episodes where so many moments in this process where I've just been like, why am I doing this? Why am I setting myself up for failure? Why am I wasting my time? No one's ever going to watch this movie. And I'm now getting to the point where I'm like, I'm just making art right now, dude. I honestly, I think people will want to watch this movie, but I really don't care that much. I'm making something that I am so passionate about and everyone who's working on it is so passionate about it that all I care about at this point is not diverging from that path. You know, like yeah. I want to like follow this flow 
wherever it takes me. And I don't know. It could be a cult. It could be that I end up starting a cult. Oh, come on. No, I'm just kidding. But does that make sense? That's why I feel good. Because I'm feeling those things. And that's like a tenth of it, you know? Yeah, and we're all trained to some extent to to like look for the next shoe to drop. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked about this kind of thing extensively, but um, maybe not. I mean, people lead good lives and they're content with what they do and things See, work but out. Dude, that's the thing though, John. It's so funny that you mentioned that because I do very much. I think that's why I've never been able to enjoy this feeling to this level because sure. I've had things go well before, but I've always been waiting for the next shoe to drop. I've been right. waiting to fuck it up somehow. But dude, I, we, we took a, we took a quick pee break in the middle of this. Mm-hmm. Right. You remember that? You yeah. You have to cut this out, obviously. I We took a quick pee break <clears throat> and John, while I was standing there, I had this thought that was weirdly, there was no anxiety attached to it. I had a thought that was something along the lines of like, you know, there's a chance like a reasonable chance, almost like I was having like a vision, but I don't mm-hmm. think it was anything clear. But sure. like I had this feeling like I could die when I'm like in my 40s, you know, like I could get cancer. I could get in a car accident. I could whatever. But I had this really weird feeling. It's weird that this came up in the middle of this episode before we started talking about any of this. But I had this really weird feeling when that thought came over me that I was kind of like, OK, well. If that happens, it happens, but what does that have to do with me right now? Nothing. It has nothing to do with my life right now because I have no idea if that's going to happen or not. And I had this incredible sense of peace where I was like, I want to live the next, let's say it's 45. Let's say I die when I'm 45. I want to live the next, what, uh, I'm 29 now, 16 years. Um, Completely just the way I'm living it now, like even if I got cancer at some point in the middle of all of that, I would want to not have ruined the previous years wondering when the cancer was going to hit, you know? Right. Right. And I had this weird feeling where I was like this very real sense of like, I could die anytime. And for the first time, that is not a thought that's attached to any anxiety. It was purely like just this passing, observation of like yeah true but who cares what does that have to do with anything what does that have to do with rollers what does six months from now have to do with rollers nothing nothing you know i'm like i'm just crazily in this position where all i have to do is just like do the next thing in front of me i can't even it's insane how privileged that is in some ways you know what i mean like the fact that I'm not worried about what I'm going to eat or whether or not the government's going to come knock down my door and arrest me, like that's an amazing freedom that we have. And it's amazing that people don't take any advantage of it, you know? Oh, yeah. Because right now, dude, I'm feeling free as a bird. I'm like, holy shit. I, it's like, I've got it so good. My life is insanely, insanely, insanely awesome. And I'm just trying to like hold on and just enjoy it, you know? That's how I feel right now, which is I'm so glad that I get to feel that way going into making my first movie. I feel so privileged, you know? Yeah, I mean, I just immediately think like, <clears throat> yeah, I agree with you and I think that's all important, but I'm also like, eh, what's the point? Right. I I mean, wah, wah, <laughs> what a what a downer. I'm just kidding, but when I start to think like no, 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 that, no, no. like it, I, the, no, I wasn't, um, I wasn't being downed. I was just thinking because I think it's a good question. But what, what were you gonna say? Well, you just think about sort of the futility of everything, and I guess if you can steer this attitude in a positive way in your life, like, like I guess this is what you're saying: take the positive stuff and enjoy it, and just realize that the negative stuff will not last because nothing lasts. So choose what you what you focus on and enjoy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's no, what I'm saying. Like, no dude, I, 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 I yesterday, I was driving to my friend's house about five minutes away. And mm-hmm. about one minute into the ride, I was getting annoyed because I don't really like being in the car that much. And I was like, Ugh, you know, I wish I wasn't doing this. I wish I was already there. And then I had this other thought. 
which was, but also driving as much as I'm over it is kind of fun if you think about it. Oh, yeah. But you don't usually think about it. You usually think about it as a way to get somewhere. But I was like, oh, yeah, I like my car. I like getting places. I like looking at all the things that I pass. And I just took 10 seconds to try to reorient. I was like, I get some time alone. I get some time to just chill and be with my thoughts. I get to have the freaking wind blowing my hair because I live in a beautiful place where I can drive with windows down in the middle of December. And it changed my entire, not my ride, John. It changed my whole day. Oh, yeah. Just that moment of gratitude changed my whole day. Yeah, that's a good thing And I think that's what I'm, you know what I mean? That's, I think that's maybe what I'm feeling with this podcast slash the movie almost is like the, the act of reflection and gratitude. Well, the act of reflection when it was difficult is what's making me able to now reflect that things are going good instead of looking at the list of 600,000 things I have to do over the next three weeks and start getting stressed out, which I am not. I'm like, I can look at the list and it has no power over me right now. You know, it's like a freight train just moving, you know, nothing's going to stop it. So my answer to like, what's the point is, well, dude, okay, let me, let me pull something up that I was thinking of when you mentioned that. So the writer of Ecclesiastes, which we've talked about many times, Mm-hmm. He says, behold, what I've seen to be good and fitting is to eat and drink and find enjoyment in all the toil with which one toils under the sun the few days of his life that God has given him, for this is his lot. Everyone also to whom God has given wealth and possessions and power to enjoy them and to accept his lot and rejoice in his toil, this is the gift of God, for he will not much remember the days of his life because God keeps him occupied with joy in his heart. I'm like... Dude, that to me feels like one of those unifying philosophical kernels that Mm. basically everyone who has reached any level of self-awareness and like call it enlightenment, call it whatever you want, like everything good, and I'm not really a universalist, but like everything good about every religious philosophical tradition feels like it's somewhat rooted in that idea, which is like, we don't know what's going to happen next. We don't know why certain people have certain things and other people have other other things. We don't know why bad things happen. But we do know that we can be in control of enjoying and appreciating our own experience in the moment. You know, I feel like that's the kind of thing that like answers your question of what's the point is like if if answering the question of what the point is an exciting philosophical challenge for you that deepens your existence then go for it but like some people i don't think need to spend their whole lives wondering what the point is out of anxiety i just think it's a i think it's a fruitless endeavor if you are doing it out of anxiety and 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 as opposed to uh, a place of curiosity does that make any sense a hundred percent I feel like that's the like, all right, we need to end this episode. No, you know, I'll tell you the truth. I'm such a <laughs> fucking dingus that I'm like, I'm I'm totally listening to you and maybe too intently because I am sitting in my house 100% by myself. It's super dark and I am nervous, dude. I'm like a kid. I should not have watched that fucking TV show. I'm like 100% sure mm. I'm going to turn my back and I'm going to see... My uncle. It's freaking me out, dude. I'm absolutely freaked out. <laughs> to be mm. serious, I'm laughing because I'm not actually, I'm not terrified. Like I'm not gonna bolt, but I keep getting like spooked. You know what I'm saying? Side note: Will you please leave all of this in the episode? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Give us, a, give us a final, final salute here. Mm. Wow. Final salute. Well, you know, I'm heading off into. Uh, th- this is really the last episode we're going to record before I'm effectively in production. And what I mean by that is uh, it's not that like we're going to start rolling cameras this week, but this is the week. This is when people are flying into town. This is when it gets real. Um, and, and I think, you know, as I said, I feel terrific about that. I'm actually really jacked. I love it. That sounds so, so exciting. Yeah. Um, I'm also excited for your family to come home so that you don't have to wonder about 
the fact that you're schizophrenic. Hello, friends. It's the moment no one waits for and no one hears. Lil J Nasty getting raw. This episode was produced by Uncle Zillow. Edited by Stupid Mick Poop. Intro song is Got To Be Real by Cheryl Lynn. Interstitial song is Jazz Cats Part 1 by Quasimodo. Exit song is Welcome to Volve Records by Volvepec. Cover art by Nate Giordano. This has been a Mama Bear production. Happy 2019 you filthy animals.